Decrypted is brought to you by Red Hat, whose broad portfolio of open source technologies for the enterprise helps you get from where you are to where you want to be. Red Hat, the open technology to help you realize your vision. Learn more at redhat.com slash open tech. Back in 2005, Jen Patti was a senior designer at Apple. Her career was taking off, but like a lot of us in sedentary office jobs, she was struggling with her weight. It was a lot of um, anxiety and depression and eating meals in my car and drinking a lot and uh, driving a lot and sitting a lot and working a lot. And I got to a point where I knew I needed to make a change, but I didn't know what to do because it was so overwhelming. For years, Jen had tried a bunch of things. Eventually, she committed to seeing a personal trainer every single week. And it worked. She lost 30 pounds over the course of a year. She was so thrilled that she ended up quitting her high-paying job and became a personal trainer herself. Today, Jen is 45 years old. And she is the fittest person I've ever met. Now, Aki, this is a tape of you on a recent afternoon basically getting your butt kicked by Jen. <laughs> That's right. I've been training with Jen over the last two months, and she is really good at her job and gets paid a lot for her expertise. She charges her clients $175 per session. But in the decades since Jen has been honing her skills, the tech industry she left has also been hard at work, trying to automate away small slices of her specialty, which is getting people fit. Most of these products so far have been a flop, but there's a new generation of devices just coming to the market now that don't just track your steps or your calories. They actually tell you what to do in real time, the way Jen has been doing with me. Jen thinks a computer could never do her job, but after taking these gadgets out for a spin, I'm not so sure that Jen's career is as robot-proof as she thinks. I'm Aki Ito. And I'm Brad Stone. And this week on Decrypted, we have 17 gadgets, one elite personal trainer, and two months for me to see which is better, the human or the machine. It's a competition that has big implications for the wearables industry that's estimated to become a $34 billion market by 2020, as well as the more than 20,000 people employed as trainers in the U.S. alone. This will be the second episode in our series exploring the risk that automation replaces our jobs. Tell us your stories. Record a voice message and send it to decrypted at Bloomberg.net. And stay with us. I'll be discussing some of the more interesting devices I tested, including a set of heart rate sensing earbuds, a motion sensing clip, a chest strap, and a wrist-based activity tracker. At the end of the show, I'll be sharing the gadget I recommend the most. So to start today's show, I want to go back a little bit to when I first met my wife, Emily, two years ago. Oh, here we go. Aki's going into TMI (laughs) mode again. Well, we got married in January. And over the course of our relationship, like a lot of people who settle into long-term relationships, I gradually stopped exercising as much as I used to. In March, I realized that I was about nine pounds heavier than when I was single and at my leanest. And you blame your wife for this? (laughs) Well, here's how I explained it to Jen when I first met her. And why do you think that is? I mean, I think a lot of it is because I don't have this like existential threat of never meeting anyone, you know? Uh I think back when I was single, I, I, 
I just like there was much a much bigger priority for me to stay under a certain weight and uh, look a certain way. And yeah. now I'm married, so I guess I don't <laughs> care as much anymore. So after I came to this realization in March, being the diligent technology journalist that I am, the first thing I turned to was obviously technology. I went into this with plenty of skepticism since I've had a lot of disappointing experiences with wearables before. Yeah, I myself have a robust collection of smartwatches and fitness trackers that now do a great job monitoring the dust levels in various <laughs> dust drawers. Yeah, I've had one or two Fitbits before too, um, and a GPS watch, and even the super bulky watch a couple years back that tracked how much I was sweating. And all of them generated these really cool charts, but it was the same story over and over again of ending up with all this data and not really knowing what to do with it. They didn't tell me what I should do, how I should change the way I live my life. So I guess I stopped using them after a few weeks. And yet knowing all of this, knowing that you're probably going to be disappointed again, you still gave these gadgets another go. <laughs> I did, I did. And as I did my research, I was intrigued because... There was something different in the way that these new devices were being marketed. So these devices are not just giving you data, they're actually coaching you through an exercise. Right. And that made me wonder whether they were just as good as the real thing. Just as good as having a human personal trainer. And that's how I came to meet Jen Patti. Hey, nice to meet Hi, you. nice to meet you. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? For our first session, Jen came yeah. to meet me at our office in downtown San Francisco. And... I was pretty nervous, which you can probably tell from how high-pitched my voice got. She's 5'11", 160 pounds, and at the time I didn't know that she competes in these crazy 100-mile races in the mountains for fun. I immediately got intimidated and regretted what I got myself into. Okay, so today we're going to do some basic assessments to see where you're starting from in okay. your fitness. And then we're also going to talk about your goals, where you want to end up when we're done cool. with our sessions together. And then I'll help um, you put a training plan, like a roadmap together. So how did it go? I was sore for days. So what did Jen think about this little experiment you were running, pitting her against these machines? <laughs> I was a little nervous because I thought she might find it insulting or something. But Jen loved it. She really seemed to relish in this competition. Like this time she started chatting up these two photographers at the end of one of our runs. What's a podcast? Uh, I, uh, I run a tech podcast called Decrypted from yeah. Bloomberg. And uh, I'm pitting her, Jen's a personal trainer, against a bunch of new fitness gadgets. I'm winning. That uh, proclaim nice. to be AI personal coaches. Oh, interesting. See, uh, yeah. Which experience is better? Not as good or as attractive as I am. Not as, <laughs> yes. True. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And Jen's been so confident in her value as a personal trainer, so confident that technology would never replace her job, that she's even helped design these exercise videos on an app from Fitbit called Fitstar. And that's an interesting choice for someone whose livelihood depends on people needing to come see her to get fit. Do you ever stop and think, why am I automating away my job? It was in the back of my head, but I, again, like, why am I doing my job? I care about health. So I'm doing my job because I want to make everybody healthier. Like, I can't pick up all the starfishes off the beach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can only help one or two. 
And making fitness more accessible for more people, that's something she really cares about. Because she knows most people can't afford to spend hundreds of dollars on a trainer every month. She's still working with some clients on the side, and she made time for me for the story. But these days, she's spending most of her energy building a startup that designs these public spaces where people can work out for free. Kind of like these jungle gyms for adults. So Jen sounds smart here. Even though technology is starting to encroach into her former career as a personal trainer, she is moving on to a new career. Yeah, although she just kept laughing it off when I pressed her about this possibility of AI personal trainers living up to their promise. So you see all these gadgets coming into the market and you don't feel threatened? No, I mean, I'm excited. Trainers want to see people out there exercising. So Mm -hmm. whatever's getting people off the couch, and I'm pretty sure any trainer you interview will say this, anything that gets people off the couch, we're excited about. Do you talk about this with your friends who are trainers, too, about some of the gadgets that are coming to the market? Yeah, (laughs) Why do you laugh? Tell me why you laugh. Because we can tell you pretty accurately when you're when you're not going to be wearing that Fitbit anymore okay when, when you're going to stop using it and we yeah. can tell you how it's going to fail okay and then we just we laugh yeah yeah tell, tell me tell me more we just know when that thing is when you're going to get bored of it we know that something that helps you track what you're eating that's if you're not motivated intrinsically well look at what the trends we see today like what are millennials spending their money and resources on Mm -hmm. experiences, right? So that's something that we share with another human being. Yeah. The more tech that comes into our life, the more we seem to value in-person human experiences. As I continue to meet up with Jen, more companies sent me review copies of their various devices. I love gadgets, and this was like Christmas for me. Although, (laughs) my wife wasn't very happy with all the boxes and the cords that were piling up in our bedroom. And she thought I looked pretty ridiculous each time I went running wearing one of these gadgets. (laughs) Stop! (laughs) You look psychotic! What do you think? You've never looked cuter. What? What is this? Uh, so this is my whoop band. This is my polar running watch. This is my Fitbit. This is my Atlas strength training watch. And this is my move activity tracker. Mm. And then this is, this is that, uh, oh, I that hate thing that thing. Yeah. That I had to spray. Now, I'm not going to go over all 17 devices that I tested for the story today. But one of the first devices that came in the mail was a Bluetooth-connected headset called V that connects to an app, and it's specifically made for runners. This headset has a special technology inside the earbud that detects your heart rate. Oh my god, I've learned something today. I really had no idea that you could detect a heart rate from someone's ear. Yeah, and what makes it really cool, though, is that it uses all that information on your heart rate and also your speed to give you real-time feedback on how you're running. I took it out on a three-mile run in my neighborhood the day it came in the mail. I'm V, your new personal trainer. I sense your heart rate, your steps, and a whole lot of other things a human trainer can't. That you just heard is the AI personal trainer that talks to you. And she chimes in when she wants you to push harder. Come on, dig deep. You're about to break your record. And remembers how you did in previous runs. 
Last workout, you got a bit fatigued. I'm only bringing it up because your body might still be recovering. My favorite thing about this is that my name Aki was in a preset name in the app, so I had to choose a nickname, which led to funny encouragements like this. Nice work, warrior. Henceforth, ye shall be known as warrior. I think I'm <laughs> retiring the name Aki. So, warrior, what was your verdict? Uh, ultimately, I didn't feel like V really pushed me and motivated me to train harder the way I really hoped it might. Um, it's a very new product, and there's still not a whole lot it can do, especially for something that costs $250. So at this point, I would call it more of a chatty companion to keep you amused through a boring run. So you wouldn't call it a coach or a trainer? No, I don't think so. Okay, so one point for Jen, zero for the machines. Okay, so next up, you tried something called the Lumo Run. Yeah, it's a little clip installed with motion sensors to clip onto the back of your shorts. It costs $100, and it pairs with an app. Um, after your runs, it shows you how well you fared on five very specific measures of your running form. And how did you do? Well, it told me that I scored too high on this measure called your bounce, which is how much your body moves up and down while you run. And to help me correct that, the app also showed me a video of this exercise called squat shuffles that's supposed to help me bounce less over time. So this was really like having a running coach. Yeah, this was actually far more feedback than what I got with Jen. Uh, her feedback was just a little bit more generic, like, you know, pump up your knees on these hills or take smaller steps. So Jen was never this quantitative. No, but... I should say getting these stats wasn't very motivating. I didn't really look at the app after my runs and think like, oh, man, I can't wait to go on my next run to fix my bounce. OK, so the Lumo run, not really for you. No, I don't think so. OK, so one more point for Jen. Still zero for the machines. So, Aki, I mean, warrior, what is the most <laughs> expensive gadget that you tried? Well, Brad, you are a big basketball fan. I am. And a lot of NBA stars, including DeAndre Jordan, have been seen wearing this black wristband. It has a heart rate monitor on the back of the device. It's called the Whoop, and they started by only selling to professional sports teams at first. But last year, they started selling to ordinary consumers, too. Uh, this device costs $500. Wow, $500 for this small wristband. Yeah. When you look at the hardware, it doesn't really look a whole lot different from some of the other activity trackers that I tried. Um, for example, the Fitbit Charge 2, I tested that too, and it's a wristband with all-day heart rate monitoring. But what's really cool about the Whoop is the software. Unlike the Fitbit, it crunches all the data that it collects to give you advice that you can actually use. Like what? Give us an example. So one score it calculates is this thing called the recovery score, and it shows up on an app that pairs with a device first thing in the morning after you wake up. It's looking at things like how much sleep you got and how much stress your body is currently under using this relatively new heart rate metric that's becoming popular in sports medicine. And if your score is high, it tells you that your body's ready for a hard workout for the day. But, you know, let's say you didn't sleep well the night before and your score is low. Then it'll tell you to take it easy. I'm looking myself forward to a low score, but tell me how it all <laughs> competes with the, the human in the picture, Jen. 
Well, she didn't keep detailed stats on my sleep, but she did calibrate our workouts together if she thought I looked tired or if she knew that I was still sore from previous workout. Okay, so can we score one point for the gadget here? I think so, although I do have to say, this kind of advice on when to take it easy isn't really what I needed the most help with. What I really wanted was something that pushed me harder, you know, something that motivated me to work harder than I ever could alone. Coming up, Aki will share the device she liked the most and whether she liked it enough to replace her personal trainer, Jen. That'll be right after this word from our sponsor. You know where you want to be. Red Hat has the broad portfolio of open source technologies to get you there. Meet your evolving business challenges head on with secure solutions for the enterprise, including Linux platforms and containers, hybrid cloud infrastructure, application integration and development, operations management, and beyond. Visit redhat.com slash open tech to learn more. Red Hat, the open technology to help you realize your vision. Hi everyone, it's Pierre, producer here on Decrypted. Thanks to all of you sending us your stories. We absolutely love hearing from you. This week we got one message that was so relevant to this episode, we just had to share it with all of you. Hi Decrypted, my name is Jenny and I'm a personal trainer in New York City. I hear all the time people saying that apps are going to take the place of personal trainers. And while I think fitness apps are a great addition to somebody's workout program, they are certainly not there at 5 o'clock in the morning holding you accountable if you don't get out of bed. Personal trainers are personal. They listen to people's woes, prop them up when they're feeling down, and keep them accountable when they eat ice cream for breakfast. Not only that, but personal trainers are standing over their client making sure they are not hurting themselves, counting every rep, and making sure that they finish the entire workout no matter how tired or lazy they might feel. Show me an app that does all these things, and I will stand down. Welcome back to Decrypted. Before the break, we went through the V, the Lumo Run, and the Whoop, all new fitness devices that aim to be more useful than a Fitbit or an Apple Watch. And when I eventually settled on my number one pick, naturally, there was one person I really wanted to check my work with. You want it to be pretty tight, like so it doesn't... It's good. It's actually perfect. It's good? Yeah. Okay. Anything for the podcast, Doc? <laughs> How's that right there? That's good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, full disclosure, what you're listening to here is me putting on the Move HR Burn, which is a black strap that you wear on your chest. It measures your heart rate. And it pairs with a company's app that talks to you, coaching you through difficult outdoor runs where you alternate between sprinting and jogging, and also through these indoor exercise classes. Right. I tried the intermediate level indoor exercise, which had me start out with some jumping jacks. Let's go. It's game time. Make sure your legs land outside of your hips. Now that computer voice you just heard is Move's computerized trainer. And what I really liked about it is, you know, since she's following your heart rate collected through the chest strap, she knows how hard you're working. 
She tells you where your heart rate should be during each exercise. For example, zone four means you're working really hard, and zone one means you're basically resting. And that all means when you're not meeting the goals, the app yells at you to work harder. Zone three, push harder to reach the target. Okay. Not at the target? Nope. So the target's zone four. Zone two, time to push. Oh. Let's go. We're in zone two. Okay. Let's go. You're almost at the finish line. And after 33 minutes of this, I've never been more thankful that this is a podcast and not a video show. I was drenched in sweat. He's <laughs> coming into the stadium. You're doing great. Zone four. I can see the red <laughs> ribbon in front of us. You're doing good, Fred. Oh. This is the hardest I've worked out in a long time. Right <laughs> the end is in sight. Way to go. Nice. High five. So, Brad, what'd you think? You know, I love the data collection. I love the workout it designed for me. The AI itself, the motivational tool, <laughs> I found it funny. I don't think it quite sells the those motivational aspects of it. Um, you know, it, AI has a long way to go before it could mimic the intonations, the humanity <laughs> of actual people who are trying to get you to work harder. Yeah, definitely. So, Aki, what's the final verdict? Well, over the course of my sessions with Jen, and also over the course of my workouts with these various devices, I've lost almost seven pounds, which has been enough for me to get back to the body that I had when I was single. At the beginning and the end of this project, I ran a 1.5 mile sprint. This is to test my cardiovascular strength, and I've gotten a whole minute faster, which is pretty cool. And... I don't know. I, I just feel lighter on my feet. My clothes fit better. My wife says that I seem more energized and in a better mood every day. So I think this has been a pretty successful experiment for me. So Aki, do you think it was Jen that did the trick or the move gadget? <laughs> so I was thinking about this and I didn't really set this up as a scientific experiment. I was trying all the gadgets at the same time. And I was also training with Jen. So it's hard to objectively tell. Okay, well, granting that this is subjective, let me put it this way. If you had to choose between three months with Jen or using the Move Gadget, which would you do? Well, Jen is expensive. She charges $175 per session, uh, whereas the Move costs just $60 for the chest strap and the app that comes with it is free. So at my current salary, I would probably choose the gadget. Um, it made me work really hard, and the exercises I found were really fun. Okay, well, let's take price out of the equation, because this is about the future of a certain kind of work. If all things were equal and price was not a concern, which would you do? I would hire Jen in a heartbeat. Yeah, for sure. I mean, working out with her was definitely more fun, more motivating than having this computer voice talk at me like you were talking about earlier. And the workouts I did with her were just a lot more variable, you know. Um, we did pull-ups and stair sprints. And in our last session together, we went on this 10-mile run along the Marin Headlands. And she even gave me cool tips like um, what and when to eat for the half marathon that I'm training for. Right. But the thing is, I mean, we can reliably say that the AI in devices like the Move Gadget will get better, right? So over time, do you think Jen's job is at risk? 
I think so. Yeah, maybe way down the road. At least for now, though, you would need a lot of disposable income to train with Jen in the first place. And as long as Jen is much better than these devices for people who don't really have to worry about money that much, I don't think these devices pose a direct threat to Jen. But um, maybe if you're like a group instructor or you're a personal trainer, not as great and not as uh, dedicated as Jen. Uh, you might be more at risk. Certainly the $60 move is a lot cheaper than having a monthly gym membership, for example. Yeah, totally. And in fact, I wonder when gyms will start giving us these devices, right? Or maybe offering certain kinds of tools as a competitive advantage. So Aki, this whole product category is still in its early days. What do you think is coming? Well, first of all, I think the move is already pretty cheap at $60, but I think that price is going to come down a lot with products with a lot more features than the move in the coming years. You know, for example, the Whoop Band, $500, that's definitely going to get cheaper over time. So I think that's pretty exciting. Brad, what do you think? I, I look forward to the day when this isn't even a product category, where it's just your clothes, it's your shoes that are monitoring your health, that are maybe even recommending new kinds of exercises or hard work harder, how to run properly. I, I do think this sort of fades into the background of the other things that we surround ourselves with, and then we'll kind of just take it for granted. You know, I told Jen about my conclusion of ultimately liking training with her better. But, you know, probably buying the gadget if I were still at my current salary. And you, you want to know what she said? What did she say? <laughs> she said she bets that I'm not going to be using the gadget in another three months. But she was excited for me. And she said she might be recommending the move to her clients for them to train on their own um, in the future. Okay, how about this? Let's check in in the fall and see if either one of us are using these gadgets. Yeah, we'll see. We'll check in in September. And that's it for this week's episode of Decrypted. Thanks for listening. If you have a story about your job as it relates to automation, you can record a voice message and send it to us at decrypted at Bloomberg.net. Also, I'm on Twitter at at Brad Stone. And I'm at Aki Ito 7 If you haven't already, please subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, we say this every week because it is so important we really do hope you'll take a minute to leave us a rating and a review. It does so much to help get our show in front of more people. This episode was produced by Pia Gutkari, Liz Smith, and Magnus Hendrickson. A special thanks to Nico Grant, who helped us with some of the reporting and research for today's show. And of course, a truly special thanks to The Warrior. <laughs> and check out my print feature and my video on these gadgets, which you can find on Bloomberg.com technology. Alec McCabe is head of Bloomberg Podcasts. We'll see you next week. Decrypted is brought to you by Red Hat, whose broad portfolio of open source technologies for the enterprise helps you get from where you are to where you want to be. Red Hat, the open technology to help you realize your vision. Learn more at redhat.com slash open tech.